You are now listening to the Our Thoughts Per Se podcast, the number one podcast for all of your ambiguous listening needs. This podcast is brought to you by the supreme and unmatched talents of Mashley, a.k.a. Megan and Ashley, and hopefully someday from our sponsors. Our intro music is by Swing Set Committee. As always, we would like to thank you for not listening. All today's date is Sunday, April 11th, 2010. This is show number three. I am Megan Klebanoff, and with me, as always, is my dear friend Ashley Vanderpoel. Ashley, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. I slept in really late this morning. It's obviously it's Sunday, so that was nice, and I'm just kind of ready to do nothing today. That sounds wonderful. I woke up really late yesterday and I was all thrown off, like, where am I? (laughs) Reminds me of college. Yes. (laughs) Ah, the beauty of college and sleeping in. That was always nice. Oh, I was like, you were saying, where am I? Well, oh, yes. (laughs) No, not quite. I usually knew where I was when I was waking up. It's not like, well, you know, whenever I wake up in a different bed, not that I went to sleep in, but you know, like you're on vacation or something, or you go to somebody's house and you wake up, you always have that brief second of where the hell am I? Mm-hmm. I hate that. Even when I'm at my parents' house, <laughs> it's, I always get so confused for like half a second. I'm ready to walk up and, you know, walk straight into the bathroom like I can at my house. But, you know, I'm like, wait a minute. No, there's a window there. Where oh, am I? Oh God. Yeah. It especially happens at my grandma's house, which is weird. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so Ashley, our third show. I know, I can't believe we made it this far. Yeah, they said it wouldn't last, but here we are. So that's good, right? Yeah, well, screw them, because we'll do this even if no one listens. But I hope right, that's not and, true. <laughs> and I hope that, uh, well, no, not I hope. Uh, I don't even know who we're talking about, because nobody actually said it wouldn't last. Maybe your so, mom. Probably my mom. <laughs> no, I'm, d- I'm just kidding. My mom has, <laughs> my mom has faith in us. Um, okay, so uh, just a few little housekeeping notes to go through. Um, first of all, I still don't know what's going on with iTunes. Um, our podcast is still up there, so if you go and subscribe, you know, you're going to have access to all of our podcasts. If and when it does get removed, I'll let everybody know, and um, you can just go back in and resubscribe. We haven't disappeared. Um, iTunes is just being lazy, or I don't know, they're ignoring me. So. Um, there's that. And also a few um, other things. I would like to apologize for last week's uh, sound quality. If you downloaded the podcast on Sunday or Monday, you would have been um, probably scared out of your mind about the loudness of loose lips sink ships. Uh, Somehow I didn't adjust the sound quality of that when I was adjusting everything else. And so that came out really, really, really loud. So I went back in and reposted it on Tuesday. But if you downloaded it on Sunday or Monday, you probably had quite a little, uh, I don't know, you probably pooped your pants listening to that. I had to change my underwear. Yes, as did I. And I'm the one that made it. So (laughs) that's what makes it especially scary. So I apologize for that. We are working on our sound quality. Um, David from Swing Set Committee has given us a couple um, pointers, and so we're we're kind of working through that. We're we're noobs at this, so um, I'm working on it, and hopefully we'll have everything you know cohesive and sounding beautiful for you guys soon. Um, speaking of David, he uh, and his band Swing Set Committee have entered a contest. It's a remix contest for this song called "You've Got the Love." Um, 
So we would like everybody to go and vote for them to win because they worked really hard on it and it sounds great. So we're going to have uh, a link on our website to kind of show you how to um, how to vote for them. And there's a little letter from, from David just saying thanks for voting for us and telling you exactly how to find their song. So there's that. And then also my little cousin, Margaret, is going into college next year. Big step. And uh, she has entered a scholarship contest. So I'm going to have a link to that on our show notes as well. And I would really appreciate it if everyone went and voted for her. And you can do that daily if you are so inclined. She's very um, sophisticated sounding. She is. Yes, yeah, she's a very smart girl and she really deserves it. It's about varsity athletes and she's the most athletic person ever. So um, she should totally win the scholarship. <clears throat> All right, next, um, we just wanted to give a shout out to um, a positive iTunes review that we had this week. <gasps> oh my. I know, it's our first one too, so we really, really appreciate that, and if you like our show, um, feel free to go on there and write some more of these, and we'll give you guys shout outs. Uh, so this iTunes review is from Ryan Loof. He writes, Megan and Ashley make a great team and have perfect chemistry. Megan's rant on dentists had me cracking up. Watch out, Adam Carolla. Great job, ladies. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ryan. We really appreciate that um, nice feedback. And um, again, as I said, if other people go on there and give us positive reviews, we will give you guys a shout out on the show. Uh, we also wanted to give a shout out to Crystal. Uh, Hi, Punky. <laughs> our, first <laughs> our first listener, Crystal. Uh, she um, posted a really nice note on Facebook about our show. And so we just wanted to say thank you. Um, let's see. Oh, last item of business. We need more participation. So we would really appreciate some emails or tweets at us or something, you know, um, ideas for top five lists. What else did we say that we wanted participation in? Um, any loose lip sync ships or websites of the week or weird right, news. Weird news. Anything, you know, if you guys come across something, we really would love to hear that. So, um, please do send that stuff over. And I think that's just about it. Was there anything you wanted to add? Uh, no, you covered it all. Thank you. I try. Okay, so we'll go ahead and move forth into our first segment, which is always, that really steams my buns. Ooh. Okay, so um, if you've been listening, you probably know by now that this clip is called That Really Steams My Buns, and it's about things that we don't like or things that have irritated us recently. Um, feel free to send us your own things that steam your buns via email or Twitter, um, and uh, who knows, they may end up on the show. So, Ashley, what is steaming your buns this week? I It upsets me, it steams my buns, that the world could be a little bit more obsessive compulsive in things and I'm not talking about like shutting the light switch on and off 50 times before they're allowed to leave the house because they're afraid their you know car's gonna blow up or something well but it might <laughs> it, it might I don't know uh well I specifically I'm talking about like people who are unable to put magnets and stickers on their cars correctly and I see it every day they take the time to slap it on there and it's completely crooked and it looks like they, you know, were hanging upside down with one eye closed and slammed it on there and now it's stuck on there for the next 10 years and the poor person who gets their car next is pretty much screwed. Uh, it just frustrates me because it, it's something that's so permanent and they make no effort to try to fix it or make it 
look better. And if they can't do it right in the first place, why even do it at all? I mean, for example, there's like gas stations, if you ever see the pricing, they'll put numbers up wrong, which I don't understand. Like the eights and the threes will be weird. Now, it might be the type of person who puts it up, I don't know, but it just bugs me just because I'm OCD and it makes them look retarded. And also, I was driving to work the other day and I drove by a painting company's truck that was really dark red and it had blue and yellow lettering, which is a horribly, horrible idea. And it makes it completely (laughs) illegible. And you'd think a paint company of all people would understand that. So if they're listening, I like to say, if you're advertising by using stickers and decals and paint on your truck, maybe not have the truck be dark red with blue writing on it. I could ask a three-year-old and they would know how terrible an idea that color combination is. I nearly rear-ended you just trying to read your stupid name. What is your game? Have me run into you so that you'll paint my car? Well, sir, I refuse to play. Okay? So people, in the end, just put stuff on nicely because you look ridiculous when you put on something that's crooked. And I'm not going to use your business if you can't put a fucking magnet on your car correctly. So move along and fix it up because I ain't playing your game. I completely agree. That is really irritating. I especially do get irritated when they put the numbers on at gas stations, when they put those on upside down or backwards. I completely sympathize with you on that one. That's so ridiculous. Like how, how long does it take to say, Oh, that looks dumb. Let me change that. I guess they just don't care. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the big part of the eight goes on the bottom. Right. Same with the three. We learned that in kindergarten (laughs) or preschool. Learned that when I first knew what numbers were. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not complicated. But in that whole thing about the paint truck, like, if you're trying to advertise paint and decals, why don't you make it look legible or (laughs) readable, whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that's dumb. I I completely sympathize. They just look like morons, and it's, like, if you can't do it correctly, why would I ever want to patronize with you? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, I agree good thing that is steaming your buns (laughs) i'm crazy a little bit so this is it bothers me every day i am too so it works for me (laughs) um okay so uh the thing that's really steaming my buns this week is something that's hitting close to home and it steamed my buns a lot in the past and especially today because i'm waiting for a new computer um i ordered a new computer about two weeks ago Um, ordered it with three to five day delivery once it was ready. I got the email on April 7th saying that it had been shipped. Okay, so I go on and I look at the tracking number with FedEx and this was on Friday morning. So I got the email on Thursday. Friday morning I went on to look at the tracking and it said that it had arrived in Oakland at about five o'clock in the morning. Oakland is about... 30, no, maybe about 20 miles from my house, maybe 25. Uh, not that I live in the ghetto, like there are nice, nice areas around Oakland. So it's about 25 miles from my house. So I got kind of excited because the estimated shipping date said Monday, the 12th. But I thought, okay, well, if it's already in Oakland, it, it will be here, you know, either Friday or Saturday. So I checked back uh, maybe in the afternoon on Friday, and it had moved from Oakland to Pacheco. California. So I'm waiting still on Friday for this package because it was sent to Pacheco at like seven o'clock in the morning and it arrived there. So I'm sitting around waiting. You know, I check back later that night and it still hasn't moved. 
And I check on Saturday thinking, okay, well, they're going to send it out for delivery today because FedEx works on Saturdays, I think, don't they? Yeah, they should. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so I'm, I'm sitting around on Saturday. I look at like noon and it's still sitting in Pacheco and still listed as, you know, estimated delivery April 12th. So basically, I, I kind of gave up hope at that point that I was going to get my computer. But my whole point is that, you know, if my computer is 20 miles from my house, just let me pick it up. You know, I should have an option to just say, okay, just cancel this delivery and I'll just come there and get it. I don't want to sit around an extra four days and wait for my computer when it is within reach. I, it's just like they should just lie to me and tell me it's in Minnesota or something. <laughs> it's just, it's so aggravating. And I also hate seeing that, um, and this was happening to me like before, because I, I order a lot of packages, um, have a lot of things delivered. Um, so um, it would always irritate me too when it would say out for delivery and that was at like 6 a.m. And then you have to kind of sit home all day and wait because a lot of the things that I, I order are signature required. Nah. And um, so I have to sit at home all day and wait. And the package will get there at like 5 p.m. You know, <sighs> don't tell me that it's out for delivery until you're within like, I don't know, an hour of my house. Yeah, like so. an appointment schedule or with a, like cable or something. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind like a two hour window or even a three or four hour window as long as I can like leave my house in the morning, go do whatever I need to do for that day and then come home. Like right now, my estimated delivery time says Monday, April 12th before 7 p.m. <coughs> Gee, thanks, oh. guys. Yeah, I didn't have any plans that day. So, right. <laughs> and you have to sign for this one? Yes, well, obviously it's a it's a computer, oh. so yeah, I have to sign for it. But I don't know; it just it it irritates me, and I feel like they could at this point in time they could do a little bit better with their with their system and say, okay, well, it's sitting in delivery pile two. You know, there are twelve thousand things that need to go out before you, and that's why it's not going to be here till Monday. Instead of yeah. oh my god, it's so close, just deliver it or they're, let me pick it up. They're just trying to tease you with it. It's horrible. Right. And you'd think that they'd want to speed it up just to get it out of their own way. Yeah. Because they want to increase the amount of packages that they have so they can make money and all that stuff. And Or it's worse when, yeah, you have it input in the system saying like, oh, okay, with the USPS when they have the digital scan of tracking and it says, okay, it's been submitted to this place in Sacramento and you're just doing it to send it to another place pretty close by just for insurance purposes and then all of a sudden three days later it says it's been delivered but there's no status update in between so you think like okay what's happening hello people yes. like right has it been forgotten what was the point of even tracking it i was just using a tracking just so i could say i had proof that it was delivered mm -hmm. but it's just frustrating like what's the point if it's going to be within a certain distance they should just tell you don't even put a tracking on it because we're not going to even tell you yeah, and I mean, this this package came from, like, Wisconsin, or I don't even know. It came from somewhere out of state. So, all right, so just tell me when, I don't know, I, I shouldn't say this. This isn't the right way to say this, but I just, I don't want to know that it's within reach, but I, I can't have it. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. You know, I don't want to know that it's, like, 20 miles from my house, but I still can't have it for another five days. I mean, and there's a lot of people who are willing to do what you are and going to pick it up. And I know that there would be an issue of 
the place getting swarmed by things but you know maybe that would help them if people are desperate enough to get what they ordered have a little you know outside unit that's ready and willing to go grab your stuff out of the pile yeah. and say here that's one less package we have to worry about right or like for um even even say okay you can come and pick this up for an extra five dollars i don't yeah. know <laughs> which wouldn't make sense because i mean you would think okay well they're going through the hassle of having to deliver this but if you said to me i mean i wouldn't have paid for you know one day shipping but if you said to me when it's at you know when it's really close to my house you can come and pick this up for five dollars or you can wait four days and have it delivered yeah i don't know then i might say all right i'm gonna pay the extra five dollars and and go and pick it up myself You're, yeah what's worth your sanity plus your time Okay, so the clip you just heard was brought to us by uh, one of our listeners, Jason Rico, uh, and that's for our top five lists. And this isn't just an ordinary list. This is our opportunity to inspire others with our brilliance. And hopefully it will make you guys think and play along and submit ideas. Our topics may include stuff we love or hate or predictions or wishes. And so let's take an opportunity to review the topic that we're going to be talking about this week, which is superpowers I would want to have and use for the wrong reasons. So Megan, will you please start us off with number five? Um, okay, number five, I would say I would want to have telepathy because it's quicker than text messaging. It's an automatic satisfaction, automatic delivery, automatic answer. Send and receive, no tracking number required. Exactly. Bastards. What's number, what's your number four? Uh, now this one's a little strange, but I found inspiration from Magneto of X-Men. I would say power over metal. So then I would be able to move metal stuff out of my way if they were blocking me, like a car or a person with enough iron in them. And since according to metal detector commercials, the ground is full of valuable items like rare coins and watches, so I would use my powers to become rich beyond my wildest dreams. Awesome. Plus that I, would work. I, I like to find car keys, too. Yes. I, God, that would work for me because I'm always losing my keys. And so if I had power over metal... Well, I don't really know how that would work, but should I just be like, power, like keys, come to me? Yes. All right. Perfect. I like that. Okay. My next uh, number three, I have teleportation, and I would use it to avoid traffic. So, you know, if I'm sitting there in traffic, well, I guess I wouldn't just be sitting there in traffic because I couldn't just leave my car there. But, you know, if I was aware that there was going to be traffic, I could just teleport myself to the place I want to go. Um, and that would basically mean that I wouldn't even own a car. So that would eliminate my car payments. Hell yeah. So teleportation is where it's at. Okay, so my number two would be molecular manipulation. And that way I could use the power for simple things like healing a paper cut or even counterfeiting money. And or if I wanted a Dr. Pepper instead of a root beer, which is not an acceptable substitute waiters, then I could change it. Also, if I wanted to, I could melt people's faces because they might piss me off. I I would use that power to melt faces, mostly. <laughs> That's probably what I would use it for. If um, they didn't get me my Dr. Pepper. 
Right, exactly, which I think is disgusting. <laughs> but That's I know one that of those it. things that we disagree on. That is pretty much the only thing that we disagree on. Um, <laughs> okay, my number one is I would... I would use invisibility um, to avoid awkward conversations with someone in an elevator. Oh, that's so... Nothing I hate more. <sighs> well, that's not true. There are plenty of things that I hate more, but I hate that awkward... You get into an elevator, there's somebody there, you have the awkward exchange. Hello, how's the weather? It's great. Yeah, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to the fourth floor. Where are you going? I'm going to the fifth floor. Oh, do you work for such and such? Yes, I do. Okay, well, have a nice day. That is the worst <laughs> thing ever I hate it I hate it more than anything and I often if I'm the first one into an elevator and I maybe see somebody that's walking towards the elevator like they're gonna get on it I will often hit that button to close the doors because I will go to any lengths to try to avoid that conversation sometimes I pretend I'm on the phone nice um yeah I hate elevator conversations so that is my number one I kind of deal with that the same way but it's more of a hallway encounter like, mm-hmm. if you know the person that you're coming across in the hallway and passing, it's a little bit easier because you can just, like, nod your head or whatever. But if it's the unknown person, do you, like, okay, wait, how close do you wait until you, like, acknowledge that they're there, if at all? And what do you say? Like, hey, how was the bathroom? Uh, you know, it, it's just very Is the water fountain still working? Yes. <laughs> yes. How about that wind today? And I just... I don't know. I always feel like I have to say something, and if I don't, I'll be rude. But I think everyone feels that way, so someone needs to make the first step of just ignoring them, so then it just it just stops this ridiculousness. I agree. Weird news. Alright, weird news. It's titillating, it's intriguing, it's weird news. Every week we like to bring you some weird news that we have stumbled upon or has been provided to us by our fine audience. If you're thinking about submitting a story for us uh, to talk about, just email us or Twitter us just to make, and also make sure it's from a reliable news source and then it's pretty current within the last month or two. Uh, so today's news is brought to us from the Denver Post. Uh, Megan, would you like to elaborate? Yes, I would. And I'll also say that we've been having to find these weird news stories on our own. And you guys are severely um, underestimating our laziness. We really <laughs> want you guys to send us these weird news stories. So get on that. Jeez. Jesus okay. Christ. Anyway, <laughs> anyway this, uh, as Ashley said, this news story is brought to us from the Denver Post. And the title of uh, this article is called Littleton fires judge who issued issued warrant for overdue DVD. And just to give you a little bit of background, um, there was this kid, and his name is Aaron Henson. He checked out this DVD from the library, and it was called The House of Flying Daggers. Um, he failed to return the DVD in time for multiple reasons, which I'll discuss in a second. And apparently the library contacted um, the court and issued a summons for him to go to court and he didn't show up and so this judge issued a bench warrant for his arrest over not returning a DVD to the library. Um, so what actually happened was this kid, he was 19, checked out this DVD um, 
somehow it got mixed up and packed into a box when they moved from Littleton to um, another city. And um, since they had moved, the summons didn't get delivered to them. I don't know if they hadn't set up mail forwarding or whatever, but the summons, the court summons from the library never got delivered to them and was returned to the library saying unable to deliver. Um, and I think, I'm trying to remember because I read this last week, uh, so he was never properly served and either the court, um, okay, so he was never served and the court ended up issuing a bench warrant for his arrest because he failed to show up to court. Even though the library had pulled the summons and the kid had actually returned the DVD a <laughs> week before the warrant was issued. So, um, and the library had sent a letter to the judge notifying them that it had been returned. So um, then this judge, uh, the counsel kind of starts reviewing cases in, in the past and they said that he had done this. They um, looked into prior cases and found 71 similar incidents in which a warrant had been issued but had not been properly served. Um, so he, I guess this is kind of a, a, he's kind of a repeat offender of doing this. Um, and so they fired him. The funny part, I don't know if it's funny, but the kind of twist, what a twist, <laughs> is that this kid, even though he, he was arrested, oh yeah, and he was arrested. I forgot to say that. He was pulled over for like a speeding ticket or something, and he got arrested and was held for eight hours. Um, so, but this kid actually takes blame for not returning the DVD and says that he hopes that this isn't going to cost this guy his job. And he is quoted as saying, he's a great judge. I heard a lot of good things about him, and I honestly don't want them to fire him over this. Um, so it's just kind of a, an interesting story. When I first read it, I was so angry. I was <laughs> like, first of all, I, I'm angry because, number one, and this is the first point that we'll discuss, what library is this <laughs> the issues of freaking court summons over a DVD, right? Yeah, I mean, I understand. There's the, there's thousands of libraries every day that get screwed out of money because, you know, they're 25 cents for the three days that's been laid. But it seems like a lot more money wasted in the grand scheme of things by sending this request out for a warrant than actually just getting another DVD or whatever. And they didn't do their due diligence if it had been returned for their uh, their address. And it could have been, you know, it's it's the kid's fault for not having a forwarding on it, I understand. But there's there's other methods if they it's really wanted fault. to track it down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. And then their whole defense over that is that, um, I guess, they're saying it's an overdue $30 DVD from the library. And there's something about theft of property um under th or let me think i think it's like it's like theft of property over thirty dollars and they were saying that they valued this dvd at thirty four ninety nine. <laughs> that's another problem because you look up this dvd house of flying daggers 2005 uh on amazon its list price is 14.94 and its actual price is eleven forty nine? So their whole whole justification over that is ridiculous. Even the Blu-ray cost is twenty eight ninety five with a list price of twenty two ninety nine. Yeah, even at the even... height of it, it wouldn't have cost that much. Yeah, and this was in the past year, so it wasn't anything um, you know like from three years ago or any like when it was a brand new DVD. So that's the first problem. 
And then it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, I understand that, that they've probably been schemed out of money and people rent DVDs and they don't return them. But to go to those lengths and to actually file a court summons over a $30, not even a $30, $11 DVD just seems ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Especially when you, you've been trying to send, I mean, they were trying to send mail to them saying, you need to return this, you need to return this, but they never received those because they'd moved. And so the library should have received those as return to sender yeah. and not proceeded forward. I really blame the library in this. It's kind of, it just seems like it was... Um, it's a complete waste of resources. Yeah, and it, it's an over, they, they overdid it. They went way, way above and beyond what they needed to. So um, that's the first problem. And then I don't know how I feel about this judge. I guess I would need to read more about these other incidents where this had happened. Um, it yeah. sounds like he's a little quick on quick on the gun. Yeah, I mean, if it's <clears throat> similar as in he has overstepped his boundaries and just assumed facts that weren't there, then that is a definite issue. But if it is just that the steps weren't taken in specific order and he signed it saying, okay, I have the facts and this is a legitimate thing that needs to be issued, and then the method of being served as in the library and the address was an issue, then that's not something that is his fault. Yeah, but they're saying, what they're yeah. saying is that he, uh, the request was withdrawn a whole week before he issued this warrant, and they, they said that... Um, the DVD had been returned. The DVD was returned on January 7th, and the warrant was issued on January 14th. Um, and then the kid was arrested on January 25th um, because the outstanding warrant came up when he was pulled over for speeding. Um, so, I mean, I think that's that's a bigger issue. Is I don't know if maybe he didn't he didn't have all the paperwork in front of him, and that that's something that they would need to look into, but. If the request is withdrawn from the party who initially made the request and said, sorry, this was a mistake, uh, then it, it is his fault. And I would say he, I mean, you don't issue a freaking warrant over a $30 yeah. DVD. That's the bottom line here. This is just a lack of common sense. It's a huge lack of common sense. And that's, that's something that you need in a judge. You need somebody with common sense. Yeah, if this kid was a repeat offender, then maybe. Yeah, but even which then, he it's... wasn't. Yeah. He sounds like a nice kid. And, yeah, all these small incidents may have added up, and I think this was probably just the tipping point. If all of this, the prior stuff was true and it was a legitimate errors on his part, you know, maybe he is a little overzealous or a lot overzealous. And so this was probably just one of their final reasoning of giving them the legitimate excuse to say, you know what, this is embarrassing to us. Uh, you know, even if he wasn't, the, you know, he didn't start it like the library did, but I think it's giving them an excuse to fire him. And he, you know, he's fighting it because he didn't want, he didn't sign to get his severance and just retire. So they said, fine, we're just going to ax you. Yes. And um, it, it definitely just seems like he's, he's a repeat offender. And this was obviously, it's, hu it's totally bad publicity. Like they don't have anything else to worry about in Littleton, Colorado. Yeah. I'm sorry, but come on. Yeah. I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> it's, it's true. So, all right. That's our weird news. Uh, and as we said, you can submit us any other weird stories that you guys have seen. And hopefully you will do that. Can you keep a secret?
I'm sorry, I can't. Shit. This segment is called Loose Lips Sink Ships, and in this segment we just basically um, bring you guys some gossip from the past week or so since the last time we recorded our show, uh, mostly in the celebrity gossip arena. Um, if you hear any uh, gossip that you think might be rare or something that we may not have heard, um, I will warn you, I compulsively check TMZ. <laughs> Ashley's a Perez fan. Um, so if you come up with something that may not have been covered by either of those, feel free to send us an email with your own suggestions. Um, and, uh, what do we have? Uh, we have a couple of items this week. Ashley, what is the first item of business that we would like to discuss? Well, the uh, first item of note is that Jim Carrey and Jenny McCarthy have, uh, split and they let us all know by a very valuable source on Twitter. <laughs> Breaking news. Right. Da, 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 da. Yes. Uh, so Jim Carrey and Jenny McCarthy are splitsville, uh, which is probably for the best since she likes to kill babies and he thinks that <coughs> Elon Nordigan, Nor- wait, how do you say her Nordigren. name? Elon Nordigren should have known that Tiger Woods was cheating on her. So they're both kind of idiots. Yes. And um, it's a good thing that that's over. I liked Jim Carrey back when he was funny. Yes. And now he's kind of taken on a whole different persona. I'm not crazy about it. He just, they, I think the problem was is he didn't want to get typecast and all the funny, like Ace Ventura kind of things, but that's what he was successful at. And then he started going like, I want to do serious stuff and it didn't do super well. So I think they need to realize he needs to go back to the original kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, to elaborate a little bit more on what I was talking about with this whole uh, Tiger Woods thing, Jim Carrey, I guess today, he came out in defense of Tiger Woods. Um, What did he say? He basically should have, he said like, oh, Aline, Tiger's uh, wife, you know, she should have known about this. And if, you know, she she went along with this lifestyle, the, the girls and stuff like that, and there's no way that she couldn't not have known. And right. it's like, mm, I mean, I, she, I think she started getting uh, hints of it, but I don't know. Why let it blow up into this whole, like, I don't know, 15 mistresses? And yeah, stuff. and he, he again did this over Twitter. <laughs> he said, no wife is blind enough to miss, miss that much infidelity. Elon had to be a willing participant on the ride for whatever reason, kids slash lifestyle. And I'm not even saying that I disagree with him that she shouldn't have known. Um, it's just not one of those things that's really appropriate to be talking about, <laughs> I guess. Uh, it's not your life and... Um, you're just another celebrity. Like, leave that to the gossip bloggers and, and that sort of stuff. It's That's for them to be all offensive and stuff. But don't just come out and say that. It's it, They're going through enough. She's yeah. gone through plenty. And um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that she probably knew, at least to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. Just don't say that aloud. Right. So, Jim Carrey, watch your language. <laughs> stop tweeting so controversially. <laughs> Um, next item of business is, does Sandra Bullock have a sex tape? No, she doesn't, no. So, uh, there was a rumor flying around last week, I think it was on Wednesday, and I'm going to read this, and I want, um, people to do earmuffs if they're not willing (laughs) to listen to this, because this is disgusting. Um, this was the, the supposed story about this sex tape, and I'm going to describe it for you guys, because I know that's what you've all been waiting for. 
Okay, it was said to include Jesse James smearing feces on Bullock's upper lip during various types of anal sex, lots of profanity hurled from both parties, and a leather-clad James sporting a Hitler mustache with a brown hat and a swastika, ramming a handcuffed Bullock's asshole with a shotgun in his left hand. Hmm. So, first and foremost, there is no way that I would ever believe this even if it was true i even if i saw it with my own two eyes i would say no that's just a sandra bullock look like it's just this is impossible and um this whole thing sort of brought her out of obscurity and she actually made a statement saying that the sex tape does not exist has never existed and will never exist and he says the same thing so i don't know what kind of sick pervert came up with this uh, but I don't. I don't want to be friends with them. <laughs> it's so far fetched that. I mean, if they just had said a regular sex tape, a run of the mill sex tape, then yes. it would be a lot more believable than this kind of stuff. I'm not saying that I think that she would do something like that, but I mean, maybe. Well, with her husband, maybe. Yeah, I don't uh, know, yeah. but. But I mean, like, start off with something a little lighter. And yeah. Then, and then if there was a sex tape, then start going into the content of it, not the whole yeah. Nazi pooping and whatnot. Right, exactly. Now, if they'd said this about Jesse James and his mistress, Michelle Bombshell McGee, then I might believe it. But not Sandra Bullock. She's America's princess. <laughs> She's not okay. princess. <laughs> what? She's everyone's princess. She is everyone's hearts. princess. She's amazing. <laughs> Love her. I just saw the proposal, and I freaking loved that movie. It was so cute. Yes, I, I just loved when they were dancing in the forest, and they started talking about with that Little John song or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Get Low or yeah. something. <laughs> skeet, 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 yeah. Um, okay, last uh, Loose Lips Sink Ship item sinks. Wait, hang on. Loose Lips Sinks Ships. No, Loose Lips Sink Ships. Don't try to say that three times fast. I'm just going to warn people. I barely stumble through it every day when we're doing this recording. Okay, last item is the Aaron Andrews death threats. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, um, go ahead. Well, basically this guy has come out and he sent letters. And he wasn't even trying to hide himself. He sent letters to, I think there was the Dan Patrick radio show. who's was also an ESPN reporter saying that he wants to shoot her in the face and, uh, and kill her real good and this is very awkward because she's not super well known she, I mean she's known for that creepy guy videotaping her unbeknownst to her through the peephole of her hotel door but I mean other than that she's just a run of the mill reporter on ESPN so I don't know why he hates her so much that he wants to shoot her in the face yeah it's just I mean leave this poor girl alone what has she done to anybody first she has to face all this scrutiny about being filmed naked which totally wasn't her fault and I mean and now she's got these death threats what I mean if this was Lindsay Lohan okay (laughs) but Erin Andrews she seems like a nice enough girl like she's not doing anything to anybody I just wish people would leave her alone (laughs) leave her alone (laughs) yeah we need that guy on this whatever his name was that Chris. Gay Britney Spears guy. Yes. All right. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. She's she's just a normal lady on TV. I don't know. I don't know. It's very obscure, and I I don't know. They and they. I guess the FBI said that he has no ties to the guy who had been caught videotaping her. So that's what I originally thought that maybe he was pissed that his friend got you know 
arrested for videotaping her, but I guess that that's not true. He's just some random dude who didn't even try to hide his identity. Yeah, and I know that the um, the first set of threats, they the FBI was saying, well, you know, there's a fine line between being threatening and, you know, planning to carry something out and freedom of speech, and right now we think that it's just freedom of speech. But now he's saying stuff about shooting him her with, like, a Beretta. Is that right? Did I say that right? A Beretta? Yeah. Yeah, like a long range, um, basically, a, is it like a sniper gun? I don't want to sound like an idiot, so I'm going to look this up. But he said uh, something like that, that he was going to shoot her with um, this this gun. And now they're saying, well, we're still trying to decide whether it's um, freedom of speech or... That's I mean, come a on, little guys. specific, which because I think is ridiculous because if... Whether or not she's super popular or well known, if this was being said against the president, it would be taken completely seriously. So I don't Absolutely. think that's fair. Yeah, I mean it's it's ridiculous. It's uh yeah, it looks like it's kind of like a long range, long range shotgun. I'm guessing that's what a Beretta is. I mean, and I understand the free speech debate. I think that's right on. But uh, I don't. He's this getting isn't free speech. He's it's, getting it's very specific. Threats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think that they need to step in and arrest this guy. And if he was just saying it to his friend on the side of the road, okay, but he's submitting it to public people so I they know. spread the word. God, how much more specific does he have to get before <laughs> they're going to go in and finally arrest this guy is my question. It's kind of pissing me off. Okay, everybody, uh, the next segment up is Website of the Week, and this week it's called cakerex.blogspot.com cake w-r-e-c-k and this is a site run by a husband and wife who take cake pictures that are horrible uh, and they have been submitted from across the United States. Now these have been decorated or made extremely poorly and it's just humorous that people think that they can sell these for money. Now, it's not just even professional bakers. It's just like everyday run-of-the-mill stores like Rayleigh's and Bel Air. And these people who get who decorate these things just make no effort whatsoever. So a lot of times they'll, they'll get a cake idea submitted to them saying, like, congratulations, Megan. And the person will write the form that says, congratulations, underneath that, Megan. And on the cake, they'll write, congratulations, underneath that, Megan the whole thing in their icing instead of just saying what's really happening. And it's like, if you just think about it, it makes no sense, but these people do it constantly. And one of the most notorious ones submitted to them was called the Flash Drive. And a bakery was called a couple years ago to create a cake for the boss of their company. And they provided a USB drive with a picture of a boss playing golf on it to use. However, because they're complete idiots, as demonstrated by most of these bakers' pictures, they messed up seriously, and instead they submitted a cake. Rather than having it have the boss's golf picture on it, it was a cake replicating the exact USB drive. So apparently they took the concept of the idea of being on the USB a little too literal, and so it, it, that's just one of the most ridiculous ones they have, and the people had really no excuse for it. It's they, everyone just lacks common sense. And also, they do occasionally submit nicer ones so that you begin to appreciate, like, <laughs> real cakes, like, you know, Ace of Cakes or um, the people on the Challenge Network and stuff like that that actually make decent things versus the idiots who just 
like don't understand plain English and have spelling errors and don't spell check or make any effort whatsoever despite it being their job to make beautiful cakes for poor little children so yeah um (laughs) I just started laughing because I went on this website and there's one cake on here and it says on the cake happy last birthday (laughs) (laughs) Patrice happy last birthday Patrice uh (laughs) I don't even know what to say about that I guess she's gonna commit suicide yeah or she's yeah sorry old person you think you're gonna die here's a cake it's just there's no tact for a lot of these things it's horrible yep so uh these are just really funny if you go through I mean they have some nice ones on here but uh I mean you just keep scrolling down and you'll see the there's one on here that says happy fifth birthday Nico but it's decorated like um uh there's uh like death (laughs) death is on there the grim reaper and then there's an RIP you know and this says happy fifth birthday and they said that that five is not a typo this was really for a fifth birthday not a 50th so (laughs) yeah uh, it's just simple things that if they had just read it a little bit carefully they probably yeah. would have realized that, and you know that these are a lot of just people who are just super disgruntled about their jobs, and they don't give a flying fuck about anything. Right. So uh, we'll have a link to this on our on our um, website in our show notes that you guys can check it out. It's really funny. Okay, so we have a new segment for you this week. Uh, instead of doing reviews this week, we're going to do a segment called an open letter. Um, we were inspired by Ashley's open letter to John Travolta to try to do one of these maybe every week or every other week. Um, We're just going to do one and one of us will write it and then we'll kind of discuss it. Um, And so this week I am doing an open letter to Tila Tequila. So I'm just going to go ahead and start and then Ashley and I will go ahead and chat about it. All right. Dear Tila Tequila, You are someone who has gone from a fun and sparkly fame whore to just a regular old whore in the span of about five months. I really did buy your whole act for a while. I found you a bit entertaining. I even watched your show for the first time around, and you seemed a little bit human, even slightly normal. But in the past five months, you have been on a downward spiral into insanity. Deeper and deeper you fall every day. I'm pretty sure this all started with the Sean Merriman incident and continued with your bizarre engagement to Casey Johnson. It was as if one minute you were pretty sure that you were into men and you were dating Sean, and then the next second you were positive that you were a lesbian, and before we could even finish blinking, you were engaged to Casey Johnson. I don't pretend to know what happened with Sean. Maybe he grabbed you, maybe he didn't. Maybe he pushed you, maybe he didn't. I don't condone violence, but I don't really think that I believe you. If he did hit you, he must have knocked out a few brain cells, because from there on, you just became weirder and weirder. Before I even knew you were dating, you were engaged to Casey Johnson. Fine, that's great. Congratulations. This seems like a sham from the beginning especially when you began referring to her as billionaire heiress Casey Johnson. How touching! Not the love of my life Casey Johnson, or the beautiful Casey Johnson, but money, money, money Casey Johnson. It's great that you are showing us what's really important. So then Casey dies. If my fiancé died, I would still be in bed, curled up in a ball, crying my eyes out. Do we see you grieving? No. I have not seen one honest bit of grief on your part at all. At first, I figured, hey, everyone grieves differently, but after seeing the interview posted by Radar Online, where you go from speaking normally to raising your voice 
voice pitch to make it sound like you're upset <laughs> to bending down and seemingly applying fake tears. I've changed my mind. Listen, I don't care if your entire relationship was completely fake and for publicity only, but if somebody that I was friends with or even someone I was remotely acquainted with died, I would be very upset. I read gossip blogs. I'm a frequent TMZ checker. I know my stuff. I know the picture that you had on your MySpace that was captioned Sweet Little Me was taken like the day after Casey died when the paparazzi was hounding you relentlessly. Yeah, you look really devastated. So then you started doing super crazy stuff. You posted naked rambling videos. You post MySpace attacks on the media, even though without them, you would be nothing. You start to have sexy live chats. You get into crazy Twitter wars. And then, guess what, everyone? Tila is pregnant. Right. (gasps) Reminder here, your dead fiancé is basically still warm. So you post an ultrasound that really could be anyone's. But we're now up to about four months into this pregnancy and you've yet to show us any sort of baby bump. Sometimes it's like you forget that you're pretending to be pregnant. Who are you, Terry Schuster? Glee reference, in case anyone missed that. Just today, you posted a sexy lingerie video. I'm sorry, that was yesterday. I wrote this yesterday. So just yesterday, you posted a sexy lingerie video. Your stomach is as flat as ever. I'm waiting for your fake miscarriage. Oh, and just so that I'm covering all my bases, if you somehow miraculously are that flat-stomached and pregnant, stop skanking around. You're about to be a mom. Put some fucking clothes on. The baby daddy drama was my favorite. I'm not telling anyone who it is. It's our secret. I don't want anyone to know. He knows who he is. If he wants to tell people, he can. The next day, we hear, it's someone in the business. He's in the music business. And then the next day, we hear who the daddy is. And guess who it is, people? It's the game. P.S. This was news to the game. (laughs) Tila, you are fucking nuts. No one believes your bullshit anymore, and if they do, they're even bigger fools than you are. P.S. You should have picked Danny. Love, Megan. (laughs) So that's my open letter to Tila Tequila. Um, And when I was doing, like, some more research for my letter, because I wanted to make sure I had the facts right, even though I already knew them, um, I just kept getting angrier and angrier at her and how crazy she is. She, yeah, I, I admittedly did watch all of her VH1 shows because it was like a train wreck. Right. But, yeah, she, I mean, I thought that that was the end, but I know she's she's trying to stay, have a little grip on whatever she has left over, and including her dead, quote-unquote, fiancé, who was a drug addict loser, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, it's it's just really odd. And um, also, when I was doing my research, um, I came across her Twitter page, which is just nuts. Um, she writes her Twitter now like she's dating her fans because she's so in love with them. So <laughs> some of the posts that she had on there were like, um, Hi, my baby. I'm so tired. I just wanted to check in with you and tell you that I love you and sweet dreams. I'll call you tomorrow, okay? And then, oh, I got to get ready for the red carpet thing now, but Mama TT, a.k.a. your wifey, is going to rush right home so we can chat on the phone, okay? So she writes that like she's writing to a boyfriend or something, or a girlfriend. Um, It's really, really odd. Uh, And also, I wanted to just do a little bit of a comparison, because basically the only reason that Tila Tequila is famous is because of, you know, MySpace, Twitter, she just kind of pimped herself out on those, and so that's the only way that she can stay relevant. 
So I looked at her Twitter. She has about 13,000 followers. Um, and I just wanted to kind of give a comparison of other people um, and how many followers they had just so you can kind of see where she lies. Uh, Andy Dick has about 52,000. Barbara Boxer, who's a senator out of California, has 20,000. Megan McCain, who's John McCain's daughter, has almost 84,000. Um, Scott Johnson from the Instance podcast, and that's the podcast that I listen to about World of Warcraft, he has 17,000. Kurt Schilling, the former pitcher for the Red Sox, woot woot, has 16,000. Uh, Sarah Killen, who's the only person that Conan O'Brien follows, she has 28,000. Um, not Gary Busey, so this is not actually Gary Busey. Not Gary Busey has 46,000. And uh, Tila Tequila then ranks in at 13. And the squirrel from Conan O'Brien's backyard has 10,000. Well, I think I so, might follow him. Yeah, just to give you kind of a breakdown, um, these are it's kind of just ranking her among D-list celebrities and people that no one's ever heard of. They all have more. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. She just pisses me off, especially this whole thing with the pregnancy. I don't know if she's pregnant or not. It certainly doesn't look like it. And I think that, I definitely think that she forgot that she was pretending to be pregnant. I don't know. It's it's awful. I'm waiting for her, the uh, alien abduction story to come out. That'll come soon, I'm sure. Because it's just like, that's the next logical step that makes no sense at all. <laughs> okay, so that's all that we have for you guys this week. We hope that you enjoyed this, our third podcast. Um, please recommend us to your friends. Um, and feel free to send us any questions, comments, suggestions, money um, to our email or our Twitter. And Ashley, what might those be? Well, our Twitter is, or my Twitter is AJV1103 at twitter.com. And then Megan's is twitter.com slash maiden84. And those are both numbers. And then our email is otpspodcast at gmail.com. And our website is otpspodcast.blogspot.com. And then the show's Twitter is twitter.com slash otpspodcast. That's right. So um, you can follow us on any of those or email us, send us suggestions, um, and uh, check out our blog. On our blog is where we'll post our show notes. Um links to websites that we've mentioned in our podcast, including website of the week, um, weird news, you know, any of those contests, um, and, um, pretty much all that stuff. Also, um, we got that top five clip from Jason Rico this week. So thank you very much, Jason Rico. Uh, we also still need, um, an intro clip for website of the week, um, our review section and now our open letter section. So if anybody is good with tinkering around with, uh, you know, audio clips and that sort of thing, um, and you want to send us a clip to check out, as long as it's royalty-free and um, free to use, not copyright protected, um, please do send that over to our email, and we'll go ahead and give you a shout-out or, you know, pimp any website or product that you have that you're selling or, I don't know, whatever. Um, anything that you want to pimp out, we will pimp that out for you. Right, Ashley? Hells yeah. All right, so that's all that we have, and uh, thanks for listening. Tune in next week for show number four. Goodbye. Bye.